following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Podducers. The following episode of the Podducers may contain language and quotes that are not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Podducers. I am the Wizard of Jaws. Joining me is the Quote King, Austin Kelm. Oh, man. See, yours, it's just, I don't want to say you're a better host. I mean, I do think that, but you've got a soundboard. <laughs> I can't compete with a soundboard. What am I supposed to do with that? I mean, you could pull one up online. It just doesn't work the same. It's, you know what you see, like my, where my brain went. Cause again, I'm that's like stupid like this is like major league where they're trying to be like, listen to the fans here in Cleveland. And it's like them hanging out the window going, Hey, Ricky, like, and they're like, there's like two, <laughs> two guys clapping. And it's the guys from the press box. Right. Like that. That's what I got. Like if I try clapping for Benzin or something, it'd be just me clapping in my basement by myself. Cause <laughs> that's how that would work. Well, you know, I, Yours I, is way better. I appreciate that. We don't operate in KFOB. I tried to operate KFOB <laughs> with, uh, with with rotten jack on common debauchery last week it was the whole thing uh alley cat has a severe aversion to alf thinks he's creepy doesn't like it not a fan she did no, mention no this to me she did say that uh rotten jack thought it would be funny to send her a picture of alf on facebook she st- like she unfriended him she blocked him and unfriended him <laughs> She she described it as she goes she goes Jackson in timeout. I was like, what? Yeah. She goes, oh no no, he's in timeout. I was like, okay. Yeah, no, it, it was really really funny. And <laughs> so last week we got together. We we did a Zoom call for common debauchery late Tuesday night. And I said, oh yeah, Rotten Jack still he's uh he's not he's back on the podcast. His suspension's over, but he's still not allowed in my house. He's like, I was at your house on Sunday. I was like, well, Kefob's dead. That's cool. I'm like, thanks man. Just <laughs> the way to just shoot the joke, right? <laughs> Just shot it right in the. Uh, anyway, so what are we doing this week? We are doing one of the greatest trilogies of all time, although I think we'll probably stick to the first movie. Uh, Back to the future. Yeah, this this is one of the few franchises that did not get worse as the movies went forward. I think the third one's my favorite one when they're in the Wild West. Like, yeah. I think that's the my the best one. It's It's so funny how well this was done with such a weird and interesting concept. It's weird. And like people like to pick on the plot holes and just ridiculous things that happen. And I feel like every time travel movie has those, Hey, if they went back in time and they change, how come it did, you know what I mean? And they're like, well, if you're just going to poke holes in it, you're not going to enjoy any movie. You know right. I mean? Like, but I think it's super enjoyable. I think it's, it really made Christopher Lloyd and, uh, Michael J. Fox. I don't want to say household names because they were each kind of doing other things. And they're like, Christopher Lloyd was on taxi and Michael J. Fox was on the facts of life. And it was, they all, they already had individual like stardom on right. TV shows and other things. But I mean, this has seeped into 
Family Guy, into The Simpsons, into whatever, like people who don't know cars, like if a DeLorean drove past, you'd go, hey, man, cool, back to the future. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be nothing. Not only that, this movie like made the DeLorean more popular than it was, which if you don't know, the DeLorean was the was a car that was so well made. It put themselves out of business. They didn't break down. They didn't have issues. So like you didn't need to buy a new one because the old one worked just as well as it did the day you drove it off a lot and it killed the company. Which is awesome. Plus, they had the coolest doors ever to hell with (laughs) to hell with Ferrari doors or whatever the hell they're called. I want the pop wings. I want my truck to be like, as I get out, I want the the door to go up, not out and then swing like a wing. I want it to pop up and out. I want DeLorean doors. I do think it's really funny, though, that like when they go to like, Doc, why don't we land on top of him and crush his car? He's like, Marty, he's in a 46 Chevy. We're in a DeLorean. He would rip through us like we were tinfoil. (laughs) Just more proof that they don't make cars like they used to. No kidding. Totally right. Oh man! It's like still, still an iconic car. Still an iconic car. Can we can we talk about the fact that this is like, this is this this movie used a very interesting but somewhat uncommon nowadays like movie trope, which is the weird, goofy genius scientist guy that for some reason a local teenager befriends and nobody cares. Like nobody's like, oh, right. ah, you shouldn't hang out with that creepy old man. It's funny, John John Mulaney, who's a, a comedian, does a really funny bit on that where he's just like, he goes, he goes, I shit you not. He's a disgraced nuclear physicist. He goes, who befriends who? Like, let's just assume Marty's a senior. He goes, a seventeen-year-old boy. He goes, and they never explain their friendship. Three movies, nothing. Six hours of cinema, no explanation as to how they met, why they're friends, what the basis of their relationship is, and we're just supposed to accept it. He goes, I don't know how I feel about this. And so, okay. Befriends him and like to the point of like, hey, what's up, Doc? Like, and just like it's no big deal. And then again, disgraced nuclear physics. <laughs> right. Like, not and, like you don't get disgraced in the scientific community unless you really kind of deserve it or you like pissed off the wrong person. Right. Generally speaking, the disgraced people aren't disgraced for political reasons. They're usually disgraced because like you blew up Chernobyl. Right. Like you did something that killed a lot of people and damaged the universe somehow. And he's just kicking it. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, don't be NBD. That's fine. And then it's all good. And then because there's not a single adult in this film that (laughs) has any sense of responsibility, this kid thinks it's a good idea to look at this dude and be like, hey man, so uh we're gonna get in this car, try to get that some bitch up to 88 miles an hour and try to time travel what happens if it doesn't work we'll probably die (laughs) doc you did you disintegrated einstein no he's fine like really because it looks like the car just like disappeared and blew up like vaporized yeah like it just oh okay great (laughs) we're just gonna do this whole thing and yeah sounds like fun so you know what i love about this movie is that two twofold with the actors that twice and i i you can't argue that they were bad decisions that they had originally two different Marty's and two different Jennifer's that, that Marty McFly was actually, I think it was Eric Stokes. Okay. That he had filmed like 80% of the movie and it, they, the direct, it just wasn't working out. It was like, they were, it was mostly done. 
And he's just like, it's not doing it. And they're like, well, what are we supposed to do with this? And they were like, well, uh, like, and at the time, the facts of life and Michael J. Fox were a big hit and he was a super likable, you know what I mean? Kind of opportunity for a leading man there. They switched to Michael J. Fox and reshot all of Marty McFly's scenes and the rest is history. And it worked out well for Marty. And then original Jennifer makes it through the whole first movie and they, she like, she faints. And they put her on her own porch. And when she wakes up, she's Elizabeth Shue. And she's a, she's a totally different actress for the second movie and the third movie. But basically they went, yeah, you're not good enough to keep doing this. So we're going to go and get somebody else instead. But they did it to both leading characters, which I think is funny. That is funny. I I enjoy seeing the, uh, like some of the, like the weird, like the errors that they make. So like when... Doc Brown considers traveling to the birth of Christ. He enters December 25th, 0000. But technically, there is no year between 1 BC and 1 AD. Like, there is no year zero. Right. So, like, there's also, it's also, like, believed, and it was known kind of at this point that the the actual human that existed named Jesus was actually born in spring or summer of either 4 or 6 BC. So, like, he wouldn't have seen the birth that he would have seen a four-year-old or a six-year-old <laughs> right. and just missed like, it by that much. And he would have arrived in California at that time, not the middle East. So like he's traveling time, not time and space. Yeah, right. You're not, you have, still have, to, you have to fly to wherever you were supposed to go. Maybe originally. this is why he's disgraced. Right. That he didn't think about these things. Right? Like the devil's <laughs> in the details and my man's all over the place in the deets. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I'm with you. It's a hundred percent. Like I said, if you're going to just sit here and just poke at all the plot holes, you'd be like, well, what the hell, man? Why would you? All right. <laughs> and again, not, not trying to hold, you know, too many, you know, too many plot hole poking here, but like, it's just like things like that. You don't think of like, that's, that's something you read and you're like, oh yeah. And it, it's funny on an episode of common debauchery, me and RJ talked about, would you rather be able to t- travel through time or through space? He thought like, why do I want to go to space? There's nothing in space. I'm like, no, no. Traveling space and time is traveling through time or from one place A to place B. Like, I want to travel through space. I want to be able to go to uh, Paris by going blank. I'm there. So, I I don't know. It's just a funny thing to think about, but it's probably something you don't overly think about when you consider time travel. Like, oh, I would want to go see. I would want to go watch D-Day. How are you getting there, man? Because you're going to time travel to where you are right now. In right. that year, like <clears throat> the easy answer would be to get to Germany now, and <laughs> then time travel. Right, and God forbid you go to a bad place in Germany with time right. travel. Seriously, right. right? So dangerous with that, right? Oh man, I'm gonna time travel to see the dinosaurs. Oh, dude, cool. There was a huge pile of dinosaur poop when you got there, right where you were sitting. Damn it! <laughs> Jurassic Park <laughs> references. I don't know. So many of the plot holes again. Like what, the whole thing. Like do you, you risk like. And he really, he's Doc Brown says that he, he says like, Hey, uh, you gotta be real careful. Cause you, there's no, you don't know what the terrain was. You might go back in time and there's a tree there or whatever, which ironically happens. He goes back to twin pines mall and it's just a farm. And he ends up flying into the guy's shed and like my pines. And he ends up like shredding his trees and stuff. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. Like the, the, the tagline of this, the only kid ever to get in trouble before he was born. Like and that, just, that was the fantastic. One, that was the one from the UK. Like the UK used that one, but like, 
this whole concept, the whole premise is fantastic. And like him going forward in time and seeing like the, like I wanted a hoverboard so damn bad. And then right. the well, and hoverboards that became a thing in our life suck. Right. Yeah. Well, they, you know, don't hover. <laughs> it's like, it's really tough to go. It's a roller board is, is really essentially what you've got there. You've got two wheels on the ground. Yeah. And like, so for those who haven't seen this movie, one, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I know what's wrong movie, with you. The movie came out 36 years ago. If you haven't seen it by now, I don't think you want to see it. And why don't you want to see it? So like these hoverboards, first off, if memory serves, cause it's been a while at first, like they looked more like scooters. So they had like a handle on them, right? Yeah, but they were still hovering. Yes. Right. And he and he breaks the kid's hoverboard, like rips the thing off of it. Yeah, he ripped like the skateboarding and turns it into a skateboard, which was awesome, right. which is why I wanted one. I was like, this is awesome. Let's do that. But I uh, I don't know. I, we, we ended up getting these like weird two-wheeled motorized machines that people fall off of and it's hilarious to watch and then they started catching on fire and stuff and like marty mcfly would be pissed they were probably made by a disgraced neurophysicist or whatever the hell he was right nuclear physicist that was it right yes (laughs) you know what i'm trying to say god damn it uh you know what and i I love all the way they introduce like historical things that happen throughout this movie like he's playing johnny be good this is your cousin Marvin Barry. So like Chuck Berry's brother, like, so right. like he becomes like the originator of kind of like soul music in the sixties. It's just, remember, just remember, remember that sound you were looking for? Listen to this. <laughs> right. Just like, Oh, so Marty McFly inadvertently uh, created Chuck Berry and made him famous. All right. Well, that's, that's, that sounds good. Like they, they used, that was kind of the same thing they did. And we talked about when we talked about Forrest Gump, like how they just inserted him into history. Now, Right. He actually lived during those times, allegedly, according to the movie. So, like, sure, him being the one who bl- like blew the whistle on Watergate, stuff like that, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, those flashlights are keeping me awake. <laughs> and then, so like, but in Back to the Future, it's like, oh, Marty, you cannot sleep with your mother, <laughs> like, right? Which is one of the all-time funny. I, I, I forget. I think it was Futurama made a made a play on that, where like. Fry ended up being his own grandfather, like, <laughs> like because the guy he thought was his grandfather died in like a nuclear testing explosion, but he actually hooked up with who would become his grandmother before that happened. So like she thought it was him and whatever, and then like down like he ended up being his own grandfather. Like, but like they play at that because there's a point in the movie where Marty is very very heavily pursued by his mom. Oh no, it's it's just one of those things. And it's it's a little creepy. Again, if you really want to dive into the details about it. But then he has to, you know, stop his mother from being sexually assaulted and raped by the bad guy of the movie. Right. So it does there's some super dark undertones here that they they kind of ignore a little bit. But I I don't know. It's supposed to be, you know, a I want to say a fun family film, but it's kind of a fun family film until you oh, really sure. get into the Wow, so there's a little bit of incest. There's a little bit of there's some rapey vibes going on there. Like, I mean, wow, this, this whole this, this it's whole got thing, dark a little bit. This whole thing. I mean, and what what did this come out? Eighty five. Eighty five. So it's two years older than we are. That's what I, that's I, what mean, I said. I was like thirty six years ago. This came out. Yeah. So I mean, you look at those things and like this fits under the category of like they let us watch that when we were children. <laughs> like, listen, wow. it's it's only those two seconds. It's only a little bit of time. Does it get weird and creepy? Sure, but I like. 
again, the whole premise is weird. Like in, in a time, I mean, I grew up like, you know, stranger danger. Don't talk to strangers. Like don't talk to people you don't know. Don't talk to adults that aren't your family. Like unless it's a nuclear physicist who wants to time travel with you in his. I'll see. And I was going to say, car. technically he did. He was talking to his mom. His mom just happens to be 17. Also, that's totally different. Right. Well, I'm talking more about being friends with doc, but right. The, uh, I don't know. It just like, I mean, this, some of the stuff like, oh, the, uh, the unnatural relationship between Marty and his mom and his, uh, the young version of his mom is like, wait, you let us watch a movie where like this dude's mom wanted to hook up with him, not know, again, obviously she didn't know, but he did. And like, you let us watch this as children for like this movie was that this is a PG movie. You know, it's well, you know, it's like the ridiculous thing. And again, not to, yeah, I guess I, I said, don't blow potholes. And here I am again. So how does, if you're his mother, you don't ever really grow up one day and be like, Hey, my son looks an awful lot. Like that guy from when I was a kid that I was obsessed with for a little while. Yeah. He, he, he my, my stayed son at looked, my house. He was in my bedroom and yeah, the, the, that's not weird. It's my son grew up to look exactly like that dude that I didn't have sex with. Right. Who saved me from being like, really, it turned into quite a, a traumatic saving experience. You know what I mean? Because if she'd have like just passed him in a school hallway or again, or thought he was cute one time 30 years ago, I I would get it. Yeah. And but like he like, becomes at, at a most, major focal point of like her life. How well, would you not remember what that guy looks like? And at most, like you look at that and be like, oh, he kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, who he kind of reminds me of in this picture. Like, do you remember <laughs> you remember Jack Smith? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, like, that guy. Right. Like, again, I think his name is Marty. Is, I think doesn't he tell him that? Because really at the end of the first movie, she goes, Marty, such an interesting name, but right. not enough to name their first child Marty. Their second child, Marty, their youngest. Right. He's he's the he's the baby boy of it. So and like, and okay, may, so maybe like there was a family name tie there for the first child, whatever, like, who is it, knows? was that what it was? I don't, I, I have honestly, no idea. I, I honestly, don't know I what his siblings names are. Yeah. It's, but like, no, I'm curious. So there's George McFly. Dad. Claudia Wells was the original Jennifer Parker. That got replaced. Yeah, it doesn't even have like doesn't even have the uh, the siblings listed in the uh, the top cast here, and I'm not diving. you're not you're not important enough to remember, right? But like, okay, so he, he, like you never know, like because it it could like the, you could make the argument like, oh, his brother was named after um, their grandfather. Lin- Linda is the sister, Linda McFly, okay. Wendy Joe Spearber, Spie- Spieber, yeah, doesn't matter. Linda, so Linda and I don't know 3D. I thought I th- I think you had it spot on. I think it was a uh, like a George Junior. Or a Georgie or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, regardless, like okay. Yeah. Oh, like so we're having another son. Like, what do you want to name him? You know, I always liked the name Marty. And I okay, the dude saved you from assault, and he was a major player. And I'm sure your husband knows that because you know he was there. But, <laughs> but like, <laughs> right. it's just one of those things where, like, okay, you know what? I yeah, I can get behind that. This dude, like, he. I, 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 like the dude saved you. I ended up getting you no big deal. Well, sure, the same thing like with, same Marty thing with dad. Like he was hanging out with Marty a lot. He was trying to convince him 
to ask out Lorraine, to ask his mom, because right. he had to get his parents back together. So again, if you're dead, how do you not remember the guy who was an integral part of you and your wife's relationship that without him, you would never have gotten together. Looks exactly like your Looks son. just like, right. Nothing. We got zero. There is no putting two and two together here. Well, and at, two and two makes 16 in this movie. Well, and at some point you look at it, you have to look at that and be like, okay, so the time frame doesn't match of like when that whole thing happened and how old our son is. Did you end up finding the other Marty and cheating on me? Like, what's the deal here? Like, I'm asking all kinds of questions. I'm I am questioning everything. He's the point. spitting image of this other guy. Like, uh, <laughs> right. I have a small issue uh, with this. Lucy, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I mean, that, 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 listen, the plot hole in that one, that's a fucking sinkhole. That's not a pothole. I... Plot hole. Like that is that is a volcanic it, like eruption of an issue. And anyway. you know what the thing is? Most people don't seem to care. No, it, it's I, still a super likable, super enjoyable movie. It, I don't want to say it started the time travel stuff because I'm positive. I couldn't name them off the top of my head, but I'm positive time travel movies happen before 1985 when this movie was made. But I think if you asked any old Joe Schmo, this would be like the time travel movie. Like if you say, hey, name as many time travel movies you could like, I don't know, like the time traveler's wife. Uh, back to the future. Like I'm sure, like Back to the Future might be one of the main ones, if not the only one. I think yeah. that people would name, regardless of whether you were alive when it was made or not. Uh, we weren't. And it's the first one that I can think of. Yeah, I like. I just looked it up, and I hate when it's like a long. I don't want to read your long winded winded op ed piece. <laughs> just give me the list. Yeah, I want. I want the first time travel movies ever made. Okay, so like, um, if you leave out adaptations of like a Christmas Carol, stuff like that. So, oh yeah, I don't, I don't count that. Yeah, uh, where somebody is like in a time machine. Yes, I think there's a movie called The The Time Time Machine. Machine. Yeah, it was George (laughs) Paul's adaptation of The Time Machine, 1960s, (laughs) the first movie that I can think of, where they deliberately travel through time. Then there's the Time Travelers in 1964, uh, the Planets of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, technically, right? But that's like time a wormhole after, thing, right? He's like yeah. an astronaut, yeah. Time after time, somewhere in time, the final countdown, time bandits, and then they get to the uh, stuff like the Back to the Future franchise. But I, time, I mean... Time Cop, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean, and th- but this is a trope that's so popular, like the Avengers did it, and then they explained it in a, in a right. way where like, well, okay, so it's not like... You know, it's not like a butterfly effect. Like you go back in time, you step on a butterfly that didn't get stepped on. And all of a sudden, like you somehow caused Hitler to win World War Two. Like it's not right. like that. It's you don't go back in time. Like you just that like you go back in time and that just becomes part of your continuing forward future. And like then when you come back, like the, it, the timeline is time is linear. You cannot go backwards. So like you can vi- like revisit, but an alternate timeline. Like they actually do a pretty decent job of explaining it. And if you did, if you haven't seen, was that an Endgame? They did it. If you haven't seen Endgame, go see it and figure out that explanation for yourself. I don't have time. So you can say if you got, you got three spare hours to go, go and watch right. the, the the Ultimate Avengers movie, go do that. Uh, one of the best things that came from this movie, and it it wasn't written for the movie, but. The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. 
Oh no, it is it's my first foray into that song. I love yes. that song. I do too. Fantastic. Uh you soloed that song, didn't you? I I did. I did in my music nerd days of a cappella. Yes, that was one of mine. So I have a personal attachment to Huey Lewis and that song. Um yes, and you can Aka take that to the bank. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Pit Perfect will be a whole different route. That's I just got I listen. I just got a laugh from the uh, live studio audience to my <laughs> my right over there. So I'm proud of that one. But uh-huh. yeah, good stuff. This movie's so good. It really no, is. I am. I'm curious, and I don't know off the top of my head. You are the quote king. You have the movie dialogue in your brain better than anybody oh, I've boy. ever seen. Do they do the '86? like the 1980s, 1990s movie thing where they use certain things that would be inappropriate in 2022, like different homophobic slurs or... Oh, is it for the, for the would it get made? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, so, I mean, so yes and no. So when, uh, I think in the second one, they're the, the gang of the hooligans, all of Biff's friends, like they throw Marty in the trunk. Yeah. And, and the band gets out of the car. And whatever, and he says, "Listen, sp-, which really is a, is a racial slur." Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and he goes, and he goes, you "Better run home to your mama." And like, they go and like kick their asses, like right. they chase the kids off, and then they, the guy cuts his hand, getting Marty out of the trunk, and yeah. So, like, I mean, that happens. Uh, I because I know that you like you know nerd dork stuff like that, but I mean, not, I don't know if they use. Yeah, it's only PG thirteen, isn't it? Like, it's not uh, it's rated PG. R already. Oh, yeah, holy it's, cow! It's straight PG. I mean, not even there, really, with the rapey vibes and everything. That, that's real, what I said. Like, were that, so- that, fits, <laughs> that fits the whole like. Wait a minute, we were like, this is this is like the realization that Rocco was a sex phone worker in Rocco's Modern Life. They let us watch this as children on Nickelodeon. What the uh, fuck? Uh, yeah, seriously, no joke. Rocco's Modern Life was a weird ass show. Weird ass show. All, all things Stimpy, considered. Like, oh man, Ren and Stimpy was bad too. They later it got like it was on late night. Like, hey, we can't put Ren and Stimpy on between right. the hours of 6 and 8 p.m. It's got to be 1130 is when high stoned adults will be watching Ren and Stimpy, which is basically yeah, what. No kidding. Happened. It's ridiculous. And really, this movie is incredibly well rated. So I think most people kind of agree with us in the. Yes, this is the the time travel movie that all other time travel movies are compared to. And again, regardless of what's happening, the cast is just so likable. Oh, like God, even. Yeah. Even Crispin Glover and all of his weirdness, because he's a weird guy, um, is like quirky and shy. George McFly. I don't know. He got that little shy guy thing where you just kind of like him. Right. And he's really, I didn't think of this before, but I mean, with all of his white hair, you and I talked about America's grandpa. I don't know. Christopher Lloyd's up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, you like, know what? That's a good, that's a great poll. That's a we solid poll. Like, we were talking oh, Sam Elliott, if, like stern grandpa. But if you got like a weird grandma on mom's side or grandpa on mom's side, like that's Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to like make a graphic and post this as a question to see if we can't get more clicks on Facebook. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be fun. So uh, do me a favor. Send me your America's family like two, oh boy, two sets of grandparents and America's mom, America's dad. I'll do the same. I'll make them. I'll make them up. We'll post them and post it as a question. Okay. So TV, TV or movie, TV or movie American. I got it. Okay. So who's who's who? All right. So uh, what's your clicky clacky clicky clacker rating here? You know what? So this one kind of checks an awful lot of boxes for me. It's it's I don't know if it's in the I, I don't know. It's got to be it might be close to the Hall of Fame. I know I, I can't put it on the same level as like Forrest Gump or Shawshank or some of these 
all time sure. masters of cinema things. Like no one's going to go. Yeah, man. Back to the future. Schindler's list. They're like the same movie. They're, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to put them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting Marty McFly next to Forrest Gump. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's done. I think so I'm, it's, I'm definitely, you know what? It's a quality four though. It's, it's so universally well-liked and it's definitely a remote dropper where if I'm flipping through it, I'm on TBS and I go, Oh shit. Back to the future. That one's good. Oh, it's the second one. I'll keep on going. One or three, I'm stopping. It's a remote dropper. Two, I might see what else is on. Yeah, I'm I'm hitting it with a solid four as well. Um, and you know, I'm I'm looking through our list here. You know, obviously Gump and Doubtfire 10, Deadpool nine and a half. Remember the Titans was a nine, Jurassic Park and Bull Durham were at eight, seven, five. Wedding Crashers, Die Hard, eight and a half. Tommy Boy, The Hangover, and my cousin, uh, my cousin Vidi and Birdcage were eight two five. This up there with the original Matrix, yeah, I'm an, I'm on board. It's good. and really, and we're low from IMDb. Yeah, so I feel like a lot. Even though we're usually spot on with a lot of them, we're not under. Usually, you and maybe you and I are just nostalgic old softies, and we always rate things higher than the masses do. But they, it's an eight five on IMDb, and it's actually the forty third highest rated movie on the entire website wow. which if you're talking about a movie in the top 50 of every movie ever yeah sure that's got to be good right that's a, it's just the thing that has to be absolutely so so it's solid eight i like it yeah i like it well that's uh that's gonna wrap here for hold on i'll figure out where we're at ah go away nice. go away stop it knock it off i don't uh episode 36 Dude, of 30, the producers, we are cruising. We listen, we haven't missed a week in what feels like four months. So. Well, the, the the top ten was a little rough there. If it was, we were touching goal for a hot second, but that was well. And, you know, it also helps having guys like the Duke of Quotington and the Misquoter to uh, help us out and jump in from time to time. Rotten Jack has stepped in a couple times when you've been busy, and you know, uh, at some point, I'll figure out a movie that Allie has seen, and we'll get her on here. We're gonna call her Anti Movie. Like anti movie, I, I, I can't see her, but I feel like I can feel her head shaking. Like we're she's shaking nope. her head and she nope. laughed. So that's hard, a, hard pass, hard pass from Allie Cat. That's, that's a, that, listen. She, she co hosts common debauchery with me. She's one of the co hosts on Drive Time, which we haven't done because honestly, we haven't driven together anywhere recently. And uh, I look forward to your honeymoon episode. Oh, the honeymoon episode. <laughs> we won't bring a camera for that. How's that? Travel plans. What have you got to do? <laughs> oh god we could do a whole week of uh common debauchery fly time wah wah anyway thanks for tuning in guys this has been another episode of Producers. stat or not we we just did hat stats and stats too, so sorry stat man uh quote king quote king that's right <laughs> thanks thanks for joining me this week I'm, I'm glad to be back i'm the one that's been been missing more than i was like i'm here before. like every week right yeah you, you are th thanks for you, you for coming back you are the epitome of consistency and you are doing a great <laughs> job hosting in my stead when i am not here and uh i'll tell you what man you're getting getting better at it you haven't mispronunciated the name of the show yet so that's a good well, I, until i get a soundboard i can't be considered legit i'm clapping for myself over here in my own basement that doesn't count <laughs> and with that this episode of the Podducers is all done that is a wrap the weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. 
For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.